Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Lower and once you're in a Donaldson Lish and if I got shin I can near lower Jeffrey the the dinner be. Me head will in policy shock on Ian Modiana and a Vera Lestad occur Lishna Bodge Bug a shoot. Skilty Fis Turmi. Nimajigiri in drama Honyal Ama Tamajigiri Munchen Honyalista. Shachtan. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. You haven't an idea until it gets underway. For those who are not here, paint as good a picture as you a, can. A, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, lad. A grain of rice. Just, I just, because I love this county so much, you know. And that's it. It is all over. It is just not meant to be. Hello and welcome to the Throwin' Independent.ie's GAA podcast in association with Allianz. I'm Will Slattery and today I was joined on the line by Joe Brawley to discuss the latest weekend of football action. We started off by talking about Dublin's 12-point win over Kerry and whether it was further proof that they put further distance between themselves and the chasing pack. Uh, Kerry shouldn't be sending up their minor team to play the dubs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, you're right and... I mean, it prompts the thought that, you know, Mayo, it's amazing how close they have been able to stay to Dublin over five, six years when no one else has been able to, save for the famous Jim McGuinness ambush in 2014. And, you know, you keep sort of, I keep trying to figure out why it is that Mayo are able to stay so close to them. Obviously, the fact that they play man-to-man you know, the fact that they're prepared to kick the ball quickly to their inside forwards and their inside forward movement is very good. Those those factors are important. But you've got to start thinking that there's going to come a day very, very soon when Dublin cut loose in Croke Park in one of these big games against Mayo and destroy them. Because, you know, I mean, we see how overwhelming they are. Their offensive armory, the way they defend. More than anything else, their efficiency. I mean, you look at Dublin statistics during the league so far, you know, and and you think back at their efficiency statistics over the last five years. But in the league so far, they've been frighteningly effective from possessions, from shots taken. You know, they have the lowest number of wides in the top division. They have the highest conversion rate, possession to scores. And, um, you know, there are many teams that are taking a lot more shots than Dublin. And yet Dublin are scoring a lot more than they are. And um, I mean, it's a it's a very um, comprehensive squad, you know, a very difficult team to play against. And individually now, because I think of the well, the fact that they've got characters there, but not, but also on top of that, there's a culture of um, giving responsibility to players individually. Now they'll they'll step up if there's a problem with one star, the other stars will step up. And uh, from match to match, for example, their their standout performers are always are almost always someone different. What did you make of 
Kerry's, you know, how Kerry went about uh, playing them yesterday. They, they actually got some change early on. David Clifford got in a lot of balls. Sean O'Shea looked sharp. But then Sean O'Shea missing that, that yeah. kind of good goal chance seemed to deflate them a bit. And then Dublin was turned on the power and, and, a, and a phenomenal third quarter surge really sunk them. Yeah, well, they will. The thing about Dublin is that their level of performance doesn't really fall. And therefore, you know, you can stay with them for 15 minutes, but you, you can, in fact, as we've seen, you can you can go five, six points up against them. I mean, we've seen this. We've seen this in championship regularly over the last four years. You can go seven, eight points up against them. You know, you can have a score in blitz, and all of a sudden you're in a very, very strong position. They just continue to play as though you don't exist. And you see that in their absolute composure on the ball and the fact that they don't succumb to panic, you know, they don't succumb to nerves. And and for me, what what made me realise, look, that they're going to power on and win four in a row and probably five in a row was that moment whenever Mayo went two points up in the 66th minute last year in the final and a short kick out was taken to the cornerback by Cluxon. Cluxon gave it to Kane O'Sullivan and Kane O'Sullivan came, you know, Ambling upfield as though he was going out, you know, on a nice summer's morning to 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 take his first shot off the first tee. Absolutely relaxed and composed. You know, there was no sense of geez, we better step up, we better we better go for it now, because their level of performance remains consistent throughout the game. And so, you know, you saw it. another very good example was Donegal in the league. Did you see that game? Yeah. Well, with seven or eight minutes to go. The Donegal were a point behind. Michael Murphy missed three chances on the trot, kicked a couple short, um, and kicked one wide, as I recall, um, at a time when Donegal were in the ascendancy. Mm. And from that position, from that position, with five or six minutes to go, Dublin scored five points in a row from play. And I thought that all of their art, all of their sort of communal excellence were on show in that last five, six minutes. And you know, Donegal must have been going into the changing room wondering how were we how was the, the final margin so wide? We were right in that game throughout. In fact we took it to you know and there were times when we really, you know, had long periods of success and yet we've lost the game by six points. Five six points. Kerry, you're probably so saying that at half time yesterday, or maybe, or maybe, maybe. Well, exactly. One eight to eight, nothing in it, you know. And then all of a sudden, the game's over. And I think that 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 the the way that Jim has, has stuck with their principles and the way they have learned to play the game, uh, and and the 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 absolute assurance of the younger members of the squad who come in there. I mean, you think of players who we thought, well, these are going to be crucial players for Dublin now. Um, Cormac Costello, Connor McHugh. I mean, they're gone. They're not even in the subs. And, you know, these were players who were coming in last year and the year before, and we were thinking, these guys are going to light up the scene now. Here's here's the next Bernard Brogan coming along. They're not even in the squad. And, um, you know, the assurance of young Small when he was brought on against Kerry. I mean, he looked as if he'd been playing for Dublin for five or six years. Mm. And uh, I mean, if you were asked to name Dublin's three best forwards, you would say Conal Callaghan, Paul Mannion, and um, Dermot Connolly. 
they weren't even there yesterday. You mentioned the assurance. So, so, so sorry, you, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned the assurance showed by some of the Dublin young players. How, what have you made of the Kerry young players in this league? Because Evan Fitzmaurice has obviously you know put kept faith with them throughout the league, but they've now lost three games in a row. Like, has it been? It's been a worthwhile experiment, probably in the long run, but short term, I guess it, it's been a bit of a struggle. Well, he's got no choice, you know. Um, I mean, there was no point in him going around, continuing to go around in circles. I mean, it, it was. It's been quite clear over the last few years. I, mean, I, I think that 2014 was very much an aberration. You know, it created the illusion that everything was fine uh, with Kerry Senior Football. But it was very much an illusion. You know, they were rescued by Kieran Donaghy, and that wasn't part of the plan. He was brought back in at the time when he'd effectively been discarded. I mean, and, and Donegal handed them that game after Paul Durkin had made a horrendous mistake from a kick-out. And it created the illusion that all was well in the kingdom in terms of, you know, I mean, all is well. They're a very healthy footballing county. and I mean, they're, they're going to be a powerhouse um, in the longer term. But it created an illusion at that point in time that the senior squad was was ready to be dominant. And we've seen that since, that uh, no matter what has been tried, you know, they've fallen short. And I thought last year against Mayo, they looked demoralised and demoralised and all over the place. And there's no doubt that Eamon Fitzmaurice is right to go with these players like Sean O'Shea and Clifford, etc. And you can see that in the short term, which again stands in stark contrast to the calmness of that Dublin team. Now, of course, you've got to say that they're coming in there with the foundation of, you know, four All-Irelands. But at the same time, at the same time, when a young player comes into any big squad like that, it's very difficult for them to start to perform immediately. But that's precisely what we're seeing with Dublin's younger forwards. You know, Basquiat no, was no sooner making his debut in a big league game than he was the man of the match. Mm. And uh, we saw that again yesterday with young Small, you know, playing excellently as though he'd been there all along. With Kerry, it's a very different situation. And I thought that you could see that very plainly yesterday when Sean O'Shea, who's been conspicuously excellent, you know, and very exciting, but he's going to take a while, was clean through. And we had an absolute hames of a crucial chance. If that goal chance had been taken, if Gini had scored his goal, then that would have given Kerry you know, a good platform and they would have come away from that game feeling pretty good about themselves because there's no way that they would have lost by the margin that they did lose by. Mm. But once they let those chances go, and this is the point again about the, about the dubs, you, you can't make mistakes against them. You, know, you must convert. You must take it away from them. And to do that, you've got to, you've got to do something very, very dramatic, which is why Mayo have not been able to beat them, which is why Kerry have not been able to beat them. And, um, I mean, really, they just, they're purring along delightfully and, you know, just continuing to confound normal expectation. You know, people think, yeah, well, there's bound to be a downturn at some stage, you know. I mean, you just simply cannot continue in the vein that they've been continuing. They seem to be impervious to outside influence. They seem to be impervious to the normal, you know, problem of replenishing a team and giving youth a chance to bed in. I mean, I'd be what, interested. Are you, what are you what are you what are you going to do with them? Like, you're, well, I mean, they really are. They really are. Um, and no matter the and the other thing about them is this. On top of everything else, right? I mean, I look at teams like Galway now. You know, the ferocity of their defending Monaghan, the way Monaghan just habitually bring war to you. Nobody plays harder than the Dubs. I mean, Johnny Cooper would put his head in where you wouldn't put a crowbar. <laughs> and. I mean, what has Johnny Cooper got to prove? 
And what it shows you is that these fellas are intent on, you know, you know, expressing themselves to the full within the confines of that group, you know, and showing great respect for the game, great respect for each other, and, you know, pouring everything they have into that. They're not distracted by off-field activities. You know, they're not worrying about what the papers might say about them or how it might look to sponsors. You know, they're absolutely committed to the battle. For example, last week against Mayo, um, uh, Johnny went for a suicide ball. And if the Mayo guy had been going for it full-blooded, Johnny would have been seriously injured. I mean, and I can remember thinking, watching it, thinking he's going to get himself seriously injured here. He won the ball, of course, um, staggered away from the challenge. (laughs) Um, And uh, it it was just an example of the fact that not only do they have all these other gifts, individual excellence, you know, tremendous uh, strategy, um, absolute composure, but on top of that, they're fearless. You know, they will not, they will not flinch for a second when it comes to a fifty-fifty-one. I mean, Kane O'Sullivan will motor into any situation without any thought for his personal safety, as will Philly McMahon, Small, all the rest of them. And it, it, it is, it is a, the fact that they trust each other to play that way. They have absolute trust in themselves and trust in each other, or trust in the management, and that's that's what makes them unbeatable. Just bef- well, the one team looking uh, they're, to they're beat them, Joe. Imperv- and, and you know, you 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 think to yourself, I mean, you're you're watching um, one of the other big teams playing, and you're thinking, okay, if Mayo lose Andy Moore, and they are screwed. Like if he gets injured, they're done. It's it's all over, you know, because he's the only person who can unlock. Uh, Dublin or Kerry on the big day in Croke Park, you look at Dublin and you might have said last year, well, if they lose Dermot Connolly, they're in trouble. Trouble? I mean, they left him on the bench then for a a 20-year-old. So it it doesn't make any difference. And therefore, whenever you're sitting down to try and strategize to beat them, you know, you're you're really in an impossible position. I don't know what you would have to do. Maybe uh, if 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 the squad was afflicted with a severe bout of diarrhea or influenza on the verge of a game but that aside you know you know medical emergency aside it's difficult to see how anyone can cope with them well last question before i let you go joe is one team i guess looking to to make that step up and possibly beat dublin is galway like they're also five from five in the league they're on course to meet in the league final are they legitimate contenders to take on dublin or, or to even overtake mayo and Kerry as their biggest challengers yeah, well, I think that I think that the thing about Mayo is that, or with Galway and Connacht, is that Galway can beat Mayo. Of course, they can, and Galway would relish playing Mayo in a big game in Croke Park. There's a thing in Galway. There's a spirit in them, and also a, a ruthlessness that's absent from Mayo teams. You know, you always hear the thing that what's holding Mayo back in the long term is that there's a certain certain niceness, a certain reticence about winning, which Galway don't have. And I thought it was exemplified whenever Big Paul Conroy just thrilled. Aidan O'Shea along the ground like a dead calf in their last league game. When Galway really went for them, were in their faces and were provocative and ferocious throughout the game. And Mayo could not handle it. You know, they simply couldn't handle it. They became peevish and sort of, you know, they were lashing out and reacting. And um, so I think that Galway can beat Mayo, you know, on a given day. Dublin's an entirely different matter. Go away, go away, play a game plan that will be very recognisable to Dublin. 
they're playing a more ferocious version of Tyrone's game plan. They move the ball forward more quickly. They have better forwards. You know, they are dynamic. But in the end, they have a specific one-dimensional game plan. The Dubs play whatever way you want to play. Their versatility now is such that they can cope with blanket defence, with uh, the Tyrone-style blanket last year, which we I think most people had agreed was the most formidable version of a blanket defence that you could put together. I mean, they destroyed them. Um, they they learned a huge amount from the Jim McGuinness ambush. And uh, unlike the Borg in Star Trek, you know, they continue to assimilate all other known forms of football <laughs> and, and, and improve themselves incrementally. That's not a joke. They pay close attention to anything they can learn from opposition you know, because they pay respect to their opposition, absolute respect. And I don't think it's a false respect, you know, because I know those boys and I know the way they operate. Um, so I think that, um, you know, Galway will will certainly have a go next week and are confident in their game plan. But Galway cannot, cannot at this point in time judge themselves on Dublin. You know, Dublin are playing a different game. They're playing at a different level. And it's going to take a while for a team like Galway to get there, if they ever get there. Um, and it may just be now, I know that I had sort of said last year, you know, look, let's sort of knock these cliches in the head about this being the greatest team that ever played. You know, the game's rigged in their favour because they're playing real football at a time when most players are playing blanket defence. In the end, they're only real contenders, Mayo, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you really are getting to the stage now where, where you'd have to say that in this league, the ease with which they are pulverizing every opposition, regardless of what's presented to them, as as a you know, regardless of the the uh, qualities of their opposition, because the teams they've played against have played very varying forms of football. You'd have to say that Dublin are looking like um, something that we've never seen before in the game. Great stuff, Joe. Thanks so much for joining us. That's all we have time for this week on The Throne. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another podcast reviewing all the weekend's action. In the meantime, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or listen on independent.ie. So until next week, thanks for listening, and goodbye. Alliance. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues.